RDTDaily.com presents a Tara Buster with comedian Tara Devlin. What's up, guys? Hello. One day I'll get around to getting that open changed. Maybe. Maybe I will one day. There's so much to do. As you can see, it's really late. I usually start the show around 8 p.m., 8.30. But the minute I started to try to get the show online, of course, I had, I don't know, some technical problems. It is what it is. Thanks for hanging out. My name is Tara Devlin, and this is Unapologetic Liberal Talk on the Right Side of History, Decency, Dignity, Democracy, Humanity, and um, we need to have a daily show at a set time. So if you're able, please become a patron at patreon.com slash Tara Devlin because we're in this together. We stick together, we win. That's not just a slogan. That's a, That has to be a way of life. And really, God, we don't, have a, we don't stand a chance without the liberal media, and this is it. You're looking at the liberal media. I know, I get it. Oh, well, what are you going to do? Um, so it is what it is. We have to keep, we move forward. We do it anyway. We do the shows anyway. We talk about what we're going to talk about. All right, let me see. First of all, um, we didn't get a patron. I said we were going to do a show if we got a new patron, but eh. And then I decided to do a show anyway. Like I, I guess it's part of the slogan. We do it anyway. But Yeah. If if you can become a patron at any level at uh, Patreon, I don't, I don't know. I don't want. I'm not. I hate doing these pitches. Yeah, I got to come up with a better plan. But all right, whatever. Share the show with your friends. That helps. That's also very valuable. Not just the patronage, but share word of mouth, and uh, we'll we'll keep going and growing. Because what else? What other choice do we have, really? In order to have I mean, I live here, right? At this age, I keep saying I got to get the hell out of here, right? Because look at look at this country. When do we? When does it get to? Um, when do we? When do I? Let me put it in my own. Let me focus on myself, I guess, or put it into the. Keep it to myself. Whatever, whatever. But when? When do I? Um, when do? When? When is enough enough? That's what I wonder sometimes. Will, but I don't know. See, because I do see um, what goes on in other countries, and not that every no place is perfect. But I mean, are we? This is the thing. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm. I know I'm not formulating my thoughts properly, but how stupid are we how stupid is this country how we are we are the definition of beaten dogs really and i love dogs i would never beat a dog don't and don't you dare or you'll i'll put your ass in jail but um not that i i well you saw my sticker i have a sticker behind there what does it say abuse an animal go to jail okay whatever um but other countries there are th- th- we don't do everything perfectly here, so why wouldn't we take the th- ideas from other countries and apply them here? But we're so divided in this country, and it's not um, you know Joe Joe Manchin is not going to unify us by voting 
to uh, destroy democracy with Republicans. That doesn't bring people together. You know what brings people together? Things that bring people together. Um, how do you say we are in this together? You, uh, you, it's an action. E pluribus unum is an action. So not having universal health care, not having universal higher education, not having these things that you, uh, you look around the world. And other countries have that, these, these uh, as fundamental rights. What do we have here? Um, the ability to what, be a billionaire, maybe? If we drive our Ubers long enough, maybe if uh, you do your DoorDash seven days a week in between your regular job and your side hustle and your three uniquely American. I mean, it's, it's ridiculous. And we should blame ourselves. Well, we should all, we also blame the, uh, the greedy bastards. Cause the other thing is greed is the only uh, American value. Now that's supposedly worthy of fighting for. One of the things that really gets on my nerves with Joe Biden, and uh, thank God, he, you know, it's not Twitler in the White House, but one of the things that sticks in my craw constantly when he says, we're Americans, we can do anything, we can do anything, if we put our mind to it, we can do anything, except Medicare for all, except $15 at least minimum wage, except retirement security except raising social security the uh raising the amount of social security how about expanding uh the 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 social security roles lowering the retirement age you see the republicans i don't know if you caught it i mean they really have nothing to offer to the american people at all they only have hate division fear and racism. It's um, in the other show, well, the last show, we were talking somewhat about the Nazis. I mean, it comes up a lot. But um, one of the things that I was thinking of, too, is that when the Nazis, um, you know, it took them many, uh, close to two decades to really get power uh, because they had some, of course, the, the putsch when um, Hitler was put in jail. But before that, they they were losing um, membership because for a brief period of time, the German economy was on the rebound. So things were looking up. And uh, until, of course, the Great Depression, when the um, when Hitler and the the nazis when that hit they saw their opportunity and the fact they 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 knew they openly uh it wasn't uh, an accident they were they were happy about it because when germany was d doing bad they were doing good cuz they need that they needed the income uh they needed i mean the income disparity of course they needed the um the insecurity to play on the racist fears to t to to scapegoat to point the anger at 
where that where they wanted to point it. The same thing is going on here in regard to race. And there is no and like we're saying, there's only one race, human race. We should say pigment. In regard to pigment, the people I mean, you you realize that in I don't know, maybe a hundred years, hopefully less. I won't be here, but the uh, human beings are going to look back and 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 just us talking about um, black and brown and white and skin color in general like that. It's going to be it's it's going to look um, very old and archaic like we look back on certain words and terminology now but anyway um the the republicans they need uh, racial division that's why they're fighting tooth and nail besides everything else because they have nothing they don't have a policy uh they don't have policy agenda when um that I keep seeing, oh, because today was Twitler's birthday. Un- hopefully, it'll be his last. Oh, uh, and I and I didn't stutter there. Let's hope. But you know, legally and peacefully, we all got to step off this mortal coil sometime. I mean, he's done enough damage. How much longer? How much more damage can one person do? Sharing the same air of all the tyrants in history. That's him, 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 you, you're going to, we're going to destroy democracy for that, for that thing, that orange vomit, as Mike Malloy calls him uh, appropriately. But that's, but the, the, the reason the Republicans are, are, they're stirring up all their same old racist, uh, boogeymen. Uh, all the the thing that's getting on my nerves. I know I'm all over the place. Excuse me. So, but I just saw some super chats, so I got distracted. Thank you, Errol Thomas, for your super chat. Show no mercy to Republic clowns as we diss them. That's right. Thank you, Jim, for your super chat, and thank you, Richard W, for your super chat. Another great show, Tara. The show just started. Thank you. Uh oh. Oh my God. Oh my God, he's back. Roman is back in the. Well, we do have Haiku. He's our moderator. So Haiku will take care of him if need be. You know how to solve racism? Very simple capitalism. Holy shit. Oh, Roman, you poor thing. Yeah, that capitalism is. It's perfect to solve racism. I mean, capitalism, in fact, capitalism gave us things like the Middle Passage. Capitalism gave us slavery. Capitalism broke families up and sold them off to different bidder, the highest bidder. That's capitalism. That's unregulated capitalism. And you know how, um, how it ended? It wasn't capitalism. Capitalism took up arms against the people who wanted to end that abhorrent whatever that abhorrent system that's capitalism capitalism is get well they don't, what do we, capitalism will solve racism capitalism loves racism they love division they love the discord they love to use racist um tropes to keep people divided 
they tickle those racist funny bones. I mean, I, I know all about capitalism going into, um, into organizations that are trying to unionize and capitalism comes on in and starts tickling those racist funny bones to try to get people to con- remain divided. Capitalism created racism. To keep, well, it started, we, I don't even want to, I mean, I'm not going to let this Roman um, ass, well, unfortunately, his, his name is Roman, uh, I, I, and I, I, I don't, I mean, whatever, that's your name, but I like Roman history. <laughs> and then I got this Roman asshole in here, but um, yeah, capital, this is the guy who, who, thinks a textbook sociopath is uh, someone to venerate. Go away. God, go dig a well. You know what I mean? Go dig your own well. Don't you, shouldn't you be out there paving your own roads, inspecting your own food, growing your own food, inspecting it, do all of the things that you do as a rugged individual. I don't know what you're doing here on the government uh, researched and developed internet machine really you should be out there pulling yourself up by your bootstraps get the fuck out of here capitalism oh my god yeah that's what capital capitalism without regulation and then how did um slavery was abolished in this country uh, on paper at least but because uh, it wasn't because of capitalism it was because of government Government went in there and said, no, enough, enough of this shit. And we're still living in the, in the aftermath of that because we've never finished the, the task of reconstruction. All right. But racism is, uh, is required just for, well, it's for, uh, for a fascist takeover. And that's what we're witnessing here. Um, where is this thing? So many things here. Oh shit! I had all my my articles. You know how it is. Where is it? Hold on, I'm gonna have to look through my history because I I came across this article. There's a few things. Well, let, first of all, let me let me just. I will. I don't know. In my mind, I'm saying, should I start with this article or? That's why I'm bumbling here. Hold on a second. I have to go through my history. And uh, here we go. All right. I read this article. I, I was, you know, because all over the country, the, the filthy, disgusting fascists who hate America. And um, not only do they hate America, they're confused by America and they want to keep people stupid and at each other's throats they um they're legislating against critical race theory which is something that they couldn't explain it they don't know what it is and but that doesn't matter because truth has no bearing on fascist on any fascist movement it has in fact truth is a hindrance that's why they have to devalue truth and create their own truth which is not truth it's it's a lie so here's um see 
humanity has a liberal bias. We're, we're wired for fairness. That's human beings. Um, this is how we've done. They've done studies on this. They've done studies on infants and toddlers, human beings, because we are interdependent. We, mother nature put this, this, um, this need to be um, a fairness bias in us. So when we see a sociopath um, and the the uh, and the Republican Party being venerated and where they've taken the uh, what uh, I don't know the pursuit of happiness and turned that into nothing but greed. Because that's, I mean, because what, what are we rich in? We're the richest country on earth, but are we really? If you want to get technical, what, what are the riches? You know, all, all of the, the, the so-called Christians running around this country uh, talk, who talk about their love of Jesus, but their Jesus, the only holy obligation is gay bashing. So... But um, everything else is is greed, accumulating more stuff, more shit, more um, power, wealth, more control of uh, over other people. So you uh, you don't care who you're stepping over on the way to your gated communities. I mean, is that what makes a country wealthy? Because in so many ways, I would argue that this country is goddamn broke. It's broke. I mean, remember when John Boner used to cry, we're broke. We're broke. The Americans, but no, we're, no, we're not broke. We're broken. There's, there's enough uh, for everyone's greed, right? Well, how's it go? Not, there's an, uh, that's uh, Gandhi said. There's enough for everyone's need, but not for everyone's greed. And if that doesn't sum up this country right now, I don't know what does. So the history, and here's the other thing. The, the Republicans are, and I, I, can, I argue all the time, they, are, they lack it's conservatives in general. They lack the fundamental maturity to function in a, in a democratic society. That's why everything has to be dumbed down to baby level. George Washington never told a lie. He chopped down the uh, cherry tree. The founding fathers are infallible. There's, you can't criticize them because obviously they they were the salt of the earth and the saints who walked among us, except for that pesky owning slaves thing. Um, regardless, regardless of how, however they were, if they, I mean, for their day, they were progressive, okay? Because throwing off a king and an intergenerational aristocracy is a progressive initiative. In a, in, a, in a civilization that is, um, that is for 2,000 years and more, um, run through intergenerational aristocracies. But anyway, here, I, I saw this article from the Heritage Foundation. So there you go. And it's, of course, um, let me see, hold on. Let me lower this. The music is just 
so I can keep myself on track during the week. Okay. Here's an article from um, somebody named Douglas Blair. I'm a former teacher, and here's how your children are getting indoctrinated by leftist ideology. Uh-oh, here comes Tara Jr. Jr. too. What are you doing? I know. You were, you were just sitting there, and then as soon as the show starts, maybe look at him. Look at how good he is. He's such a good boy. Let me check this so you can see him. <laughs> look at how good he is. Look at the camera. See? Isn't he good? All right. Thank you for, for hanging out. All right. So here we go. Key takeaways. It isn't a matter of actively teaching that America and the West are evil. Suppression of wrong think is equally as important to the brainwashing process. This is what this article is alleging. So... This person writes, your children are being indoctrinated. The education system designed to teach them how to think critically has been weaponized by the radical left to push an anti-American agenda. And here's the, here's the thing. Um, they, they want everything to be dumbed down to baby level. So if you if we have a frank discussion about the founding of this country and the hypocrisies contained within, that means you hate America, you see. Or that's what they're trying to say. But nobody hates America more than those who stand in the way of the things that we need to do to make a more perfect union. And that, that means having a frank discussion about our founding process, about our founding history, about the founding fathers themselves, so we can go forward together about the hypocrisy of somebody who can write all men are created equal and mean all white, rich, white men. In, in Thomas Jefferson's mind, he wasn't being hypocritical because... Who else is, what do you mean? All, all men are created equal, and that means white men, period. Uh, uh, not, and not those who are, have to work for a living. Rich white men, property owners. So we need that dis discussion. It doesn't mean that um, the, the closer we get to having... Uh, uh, the the promises in our founding documents actualize, then the the more the right wing freaks out. But this is absolutely necessary to have this discussion, sort of like South Africa in the in the end of apartheid. They had their Truth and Reconciliation Commission. If could you imagine, they could not have moved forward without it. There's no way. So the, the Republicans know this, just like Hitler knew when the Great Depression hit that his, his, his boat had finally come in. That he pulled the NACE card 
that the that the tide of history was for him because they needed the income uh, disparity they needed people to be suffering in order to win so it's just like the republicans they know that they need people suffering and at each other's throats so everything is now being put under the umbrella of critical race theory black lives matter critical race theory they don't know what they're talking about anything it's any discussion of race any truth that that seeps in that's a no no that's brainwashing so here, let's, let, let's continue. As someone who worked in education for four years, I have seen firsthand how your children are being ensnared by the left and their teachers. I worked with kids from ages 3 to 13 and saw the brainwashing that exists at all levels of education. The left uses a combination of propaganda and suppression. All right, well... Stay with me here. To push kids into the ensnaring grip of socialism and anti-patriotism. These, the, these pricks, you understand? These, these, these filthy, lying pricks. Socialism? Of course, they love socialism. That's the other thing. This guy loves socialism. It's socialism for, for me, not for thee, though anti-patriotism that means you will you're you're giving a frank and adult assessment of the human beings warts, warts and all who created this country they didn't come down on high from mount sinai or wherever and uh with moses and the 12 tablets te- or whatever the ta- the tablets and the 12 table i don't know what the hell i'm saying and the goddamn constitution that's not how it may it was made this is not a oh god that's the other thing that drives me insane the um judeo-christian values they always talk about the founded in judeo-christian values they don't they only use judeo they they add the judeo because they want to seem like they're not not the racist pricks that they are that that they're inclusive it's you know the big tent the big tent of of uh, of everyone who believes in white supremacy. So here, this person continues. First is the propaganda. Teachers will assign work instilling the idea that the pillars of Western civilization were evil, and their memories deserve to be thrown in the trash. Nobody says that, of course, but. Like I said, truth, reality, it has a liberal bias, and you have to be a baby with a, a an immature view of human society in order to adhere to this, this bullshit. Here's an example, he writes. I was helping one of my elementary school students with a homework assignment about listing fav- famous Britons throughout history. She already had some more obvious ones like Shakespeare, Princess Diana, and Queen Elizabeth. Well, how about Winston Churchill, I recommended. Oh no, not him, she replied. He was a racist and didn't think women should have rights. He wasn't a good guy. 
All right. That's uh, according to this article. That's what this person, this child, uh, 13-year-old, said in response. I was floored. It clearly wasn't something she had come up with on her own. She was just regurgitating propaganda. Her teacher taught her. All sense of nuance and critical thinking about the man who saved Europe from the Nazis was gone. And there go there you go again. The, there's the babyish, the the baby story. Churchill saved um, Europe from the Nazis. Uh, I think it's a bit more complex than that, but. Churchill committed wrong think, so in the bin he goes. Um, no, uh, but Churchill was a man of his time, and yes, he didn't think uh, for uh, that women should have the right to vote. That was early on in his career, and he didn't he didn't think they were suited. Women were suited to politics and um because he's a he had that misogynist racist worldview and he was a racist so let's have that conversation and uh, talk about uh, regurgitating propaganda and all sense of critical thinking that's it sounds to me like that child opened the door to a conversation a, an actual adult critical thinking conversation about someone in history that, okay, did some good, th- just like human beings. Human, that's one of the things, I mean, not, whatever, I, I, not the last season of Game of Thrones, but I loved, I used to watch Game of Thrones when it was on. It was a great show. One of the things I liked about the show was that it, the characters on the show were humans. They had, they did good things. They did bad things. They were complex. They weren't just, here's the good guy, here's the bad guy. And then whatever, they ruined it in the last two seasons. But whatever, that's not, that's beside the point. It's sort of like this country has a perfectly good, has a perfectly good opportunity to, to be that shining city on a hill we hear so much about in the bullshit uh, right-wing media, but it's we're never going to get there. How, how? How? How do you get there? It's not about... See, uh, this, this, this person, this so-called educator, is upset that a kid said something that is true. Right? Yes, Churchill was a racist. Okay. It's time. Well, here's an article from CNN by Richard Toy. Yes, Churchill was a racist. It's time to break free of his of this great white men view of history. Exactly. So last weekend, during a Black Lives Matter protest in London, a piece of graffiti was added to the base of the Winston Churchill statue that stands in Parliament Square. Churchill was a racist, the slogan declared. The activist who wrote this or sprayed it was factually correct. However, there's much more that, um, more that can be said, of course, to explain and contextualize the former British Prime Minister's views. 
presenting an informed historical understanding of those opinions should not be misread as an attempt to justify them, nor should mentioning the other parts of Churchill's record, notably his resistance to the Nazis and leadership during World War II, could be seen as an attempt to argue that his racism pales in insignificance beside it. But unless we make an effort to understand the origins and particularities of his white supremacism, we shall fail to understand the structure of racialized thinking as it still exists today. Churchill is often the subject of false and exaggerated allegations, but in truth, he has said he he said enough horrifying things that there is no need to invent more. He said that he hated people with, okay, this is Churchill now, slit eyes and pigtails. To him, people from India were the beastliest people in the world next to the Germans. He admitted that he, quote, did not really think that black people were as capable or as efficient as white people. That's a, quote, a direct quote. In 1943, U.S. Vice President Henry Wallace challenged his notion of Anglo-Saxon superiority. Churchill, who drank, who, who drank quite a bit of whiskey, uh, Wallace wrote, gave a blunt reply. According to Wallace's diary, he said, he, uh, this is Churchill, he said, why be apologetic about Anglo-Saxon superiority that we were superior? that we had the common heritage that we were that we'd been worked out over that had been excuse me had been worked out over the centuries in England and had been perfected by our constitution that's a quote from from Henry Wallace quoting Churchill it's not enough to say that all of this is explained by Churchill's background of course he himself emphasized he was a child of the Victorian age an era where Britons tended to take their own national and moral superiority for granted. Yet other people of similar vintage, including fellow conservatives, felt, um, and imperialists, felt that his views were old-fashioned and downright shocking. Lord Archibald Waville, the last victor- vice, excuse me, the last viceroy of India, but one, observed that Churchill has still at his heart, wait, let me say that again, has still at heart his Calvary subaltern's idea of India, just as his military tactics are inclined to date from the Boer War. We need to recognize, though, that Churchill's worldview was far from static, and his ideas did not simply freeze in time when the 20th century dawned. He started... His parliamentary career as a conservative, but in uh, 1904, he crossed the House of Commons and spent the next two decades as a liberal. His first taste of office was a ju- as a junior minister in the colonial office, and he and at first he was seen b- by some as a left-wing radical. So, Churchill quickly changed. Let me see. Hold on. Uh, here he goes. Here we go. Party prime minister criticized Churchill's modest efforts to rein in local colonial governments and mistreatment of their non-white populations. 
I do not think I am an overcautious man, wrote McDonald, nor uh, who was a uh, Labor Party prime minister. But he wrote, nor did he consider himself short of sympathy for oppressed black and yellow men in South Africa. You see how stupid that sounds, black and yellow men? When you add the yellow men in there, makes it's kind of dumb. All right. But I'm bound to say that unless the cabinet muzzle Mr. Winston Churchill, they will bring themselves into a disastrous, a disastrous conflict with the colonies because they knew he was racist and he was he would he would aggravate other human beings who happen to have different pigment with his stupid views. Churchill quickly changed tack, which suggests that although many of his beliefs were deeply held, there was an opportunistic element in the way he deployed them. In the 1930s, having rejoined the Conservative Party, he chose to ally himself with the diehard imperialists. All right. In other words, his expressions of imperialism and racism were self-conscious attempts at image-making, portraying Churchill as the root of all wickedness, as some of the more social media comments appear to do, is as problematic as viewing him as the single-handed savior and freedom of democracy. By elevating him to a place of supreme importance, albeit by presenting him as unlikely, as, as uniquely wicked rather than splendidly virtuous, it reinforces Churchill's own theory of history as driven by great white men. That is the vision from which surely we urgently need to break free. And yeah, that's why the, Repub the, the Republicans, the conservatives, don't want to have this conversation. It's not hate. A child saying um, he's not a good guy, he didn't like women, uh, and he was racist, yeah, that's a good opportunity for an adult to jump in and have a conversation. Why not? Why not? I was, so uh, this Heritage Foundation article continues. I was floored. Um, another way the left propagandizes is through the normalization of its views and positions as non-political. The Black Lives Matter organization is a prime example of this. And here we go. Many of my colleagues wore Black Lives Matter, Black Lives Matter pins and apparel to school in blatant violation of school rules. When I asked for a justification of this behavior, yeah, he's the one, right? <laughs> this, uh, this son of a bitch. You're, there's always one. I was told it wasn't political to support the group. It was a matter of human rights. Well, exactly. What's political? The children would see these pins and clothes and connect radical leftist groups with basic human dignity. There's nothing radical about Black Lives Matter. But they have to make it radical. It's just like old over the summer when there were the protests. And then you had some right-wing agent provocateurs going in there and causing mayhem and violence. And we know now because the, uh, the right-wing prov provocateurs were arrested and identified. 
for their violence. First, this is what they do. They had to turn this movement because it wasn't just black people with darker pigment, I should say. It wasn't just people with darker pigment. It was all pigments, all kinds of pigments in Black Lives Matter. That is terrifying to to the conservatives. It's as terrifying as a labor move, an actual labor movement. Uh, it's as terrifying as the working class getting together and understanding that we're in this together, regardless of pigment. That's what the right wingers don't want us uh, don't want us to ever ever accomplish. This is really what it's about. It's all. It's uh, it's ultimately about concentrated wealth and power. Racism is a tactic, and it's the oldest one that they've been employing since since forever. We read that article about the um, the the early settlers and how the indentured servants were getting together with the enslaved people of darker pigment. And the the lords at the time, uh, they saw that as entirely dangerous to their positions. So they created a system, a tiered system, where the indentured servants would have a little bit more um, benefits, a little bit more um, perks, be just above those with darker pigments. So to to create that tension where they would uh, they wouldn't see each other as allies they would see each other as uh in their rightful place and that's what it's about it really is that's why they tickle the racist funny bones because they don't want the um, the american people to to unify under the banner of e pluribus unum and make that more perfect union Shining city of an, on a damn hill I keep hearing about. Right, Junior? I know. I have to put you down. You sit there. You sit. Oh, no. Oh, no. Sit. Oh, stop it, Cranky. Oh, my God. Why are you being like that? so abusive <laughs> yeah is there a troll that's out of control do we boot him get rid of him uh, they don't bring anything to the table let's boot, boot the trolls please Jim says yeah I mean is if he's not doing and saying anything worthy oh my god I'm, I'm reading some of his his stupid, his stupidity. Have you even read Atlas Shrugged? Get the fuck out of here with your sociopaths musings. The shitty, stupid musings of a moron. Government internet. If it wasn't for capitalism, you wouldn't. You wouldn't be streaming your lies right now. This is what he writes. Get the, get rid of him. Just get rid of him. God. My lies. What lies? What? Truth has such a liberal bias, doesn't it? When I ask... Okay, here we go. 
The Black Lives Matter organization is a prime example of this. Many of my colleagues... Oh, yes, I read that already. Um, it, but it isn't just a matter of actively teaching that America and the West are evil. That's not teaching America and the West are evil. Having a frank discussion is not teaching that America and the West are evil. It's, an, it's adult. It's what adults do. Taking a searching and fearless moral inventory of yourself. That's what you need to do in order to recover. That's what we do all the time. One day at a time. But it needs to be, it, it should be a requirement in this country. If you want to have a more perfect union, we are a multiracial democracy. We're a nation of immigrants. That's the bottom line. Unless you're a Native American, your, your ancestors came from somewhere else. So we're a nation of immigrants. That's the, that's, there's no getting around it. I know Republicans hate that because they're racist. It's just so baffling to me. This, this is a nation of immigrants. That's why they hate America. You see, they hate the very fa fundamental foundations of America. Is that the same word, really? They hate they really, they just hate America. They hate everything about America. They wish America was like uh, Russia. All white. White people tracing their white, uh, their Aryanness back to the Vikings. That's what they like. They, they're all into the, the Viking, um, all kinds of Viking um, symbolism. And I mean, in their minds, they have this babyish view of history too, just like everything else. Their their whole um, oh, and they also they they talk about this. Is what gets me so irritated? They know nothing about history. They only know what they saw in movies. That's the other thing, because actually learning about history is too hard. It takes time. They'd rather go suck on a cue hole somewhere or, I don't know, uh, go yell at some immigrants or go. Uh, remember when those. Oh, I can't even. There's so many. I was, just, I was just thinking about those horrible human beings. Well, waste of human DNA who woke up in the morning and um, got their morning coffee um, thanks to, you know, socialism um because they drank opened up the tap and there goes the water i don't know they didn't they didn't build that but um got in their cars and drove to a, a detention center where they screamed and yelled at children remember that the children migrant children pe children who uh, are here seeking asylum fleeing the failed states that we that we helped create, that capitalism helped create. Go away, Atlas Shrugged. Have you even read Atlas Shrugged? Have you even read Anne Rand's diary where she r glowingly gushes about a, a, a monster, a serial killer who murdered a child just to see how that felt? Because that's what being free of the concern for other people 
does to you. You makes you want to kill and other people don't exist for him and he doesn't feel that they should. That's Ayn Rand's Superman. That's who she called Superman. Scummy, evil scum. They're just evil. That's who they are. There's that certain segment of society that are just sick. They want all the benefits of civilization, but they don't want any of the responsibilities we have to each other. That's why they vilify other people constantly, either your pigment or your economic status or your immigration status or your, whether you're native born or whether you, whatever it is, they're the, they're the babies, the babies. It's like the Goldilocks syndrome. They want all the benefits of society. A government is just right in the ways that it benefits them. But they don't seem to see that because they're babies and they lack the maturity that everything's connected. It's all connected. Other people understand, other countries understand this because they don't let the morons off the leash in the other countries. They don't give them political power. They don't let them squat in the halls of power despite receiving fewer votes again and again and again. They don't have a system that is corrupted to the point where the tyrannical minority uh, has its greedy, disgusting, racist, filthy, kiss-up, kick-down, ghost-of-the-gilded-age clutches around the neck of power. No other country do we let these minority evil pricks run rampant and then hand out books. Uh, Anne Rand, a sociopath. Other countries, look up Anne Rand. In other countries, nobody nobody looks at Anne. If somebody walked in with an Anne Rand book, they'd say, get the fuck out of here with that. The only, the only reason you would read an Ayn Rand book is if you're doing a, uh, a, a paper in grad school about sociopathy. That's it. Psychopathic behavior. All right. I was preparing a lesson on Thanksgiving involving pilgr- pilgrims and American Indians which we call Native Americans nowadays. I, I guess he didn't get the memo, uh, being an educator and all, with an, actively cent- uh, with an activity centered on making paper teepees for arts and crafts. Cue the progressive panic. Other teachers at the school were incensed that non-Indians, or non- non-Indian was appropriating Native American culture for an activity. Of course, these teachers weren't Indians either. I mean, this whole thing is so, uh, is just, he sounds like somebody who doesn't have a clue. They just wanted to virtue signal. And what is this? What is calling, if you're an educator, calling um, Native Americans uh, Indians, American Indians? But it's, it's, might as well just call them Redskins, right? 
It, uh, what is that if not virtue signaling? Because that's telling all of the Heritage Foundation scumbags who come to this site to search for the superior moral justification for selfishness and racism and ignorance and being a moron who will never, ever change and being an, ig- an, an, an immature, unevolved, devolved, emotionally stunted greed-centered, selfish prick. Uh, what is that? That is virtue signaling. It's signaling to all of them that I'm on your team. That's the gang sign. That's what, the, that's what it is. That's why saying, it's like saying Democrat Party. You're, you're virtue signaling to your fellow fascists that you also hate democracy. Not only do you hate it, you're confused by it. That's why they they have to have all the flags and and rain. Go Galt, go go Galt already. I dare you, go Galt. Get the fuck out. Go fucking Galt already. We're sick of you. We're sick of you sucking on our civilization without even having the courtesy, the manners, the maturity to say thank you but being nothing but a poisonous well of bullshit. Just seeping all your, your poison, your sickness. Why don't you go read the, the musings of Ted Bundy? He was a good Republican, too. Right? He was. They had big future in store for Ted Bundy, if not for all that murdering uh, women. He was a rising star in the Republicans. (sighs) Okay. Other teachers at the school were incensed that a non-Indian was appropriating. Well, oh, he's making the kids do teepees and stuff. The whole thing, maybe because, first of all, uh, let's take everything that this fascist writes for the Heritage Foundation with a giant grain of salt, a whole salt shaker and then some. But... Because, you know, he's playing the victim card. I'm the victim. I'm being, I'm, I'm uh, caricaturing an entire civilization and um, without having any respect either. Calling them American Indian and na- it's Native American, you know, uh, catch up. Try to catch up, right wingers. Just try to have a little respect. And that's what it's about. That's what they can't stand. That's why um, it's all, um, uh, what is it, wokeness now is, that, that gets on my nerves. They're like, oh, wokeness, it's the same as PC. It's the new PC. But woke, the whole woke thing is also their anti-woke bullshit is, uh, is racist because the whole woke phraseology that came from the African-American community. It was about, you know, stay woke. That's what... Um, that was the catchphrase. And of course, Republicans can't afford for anybody to be woke. What? You got to be way, way back. You got to be way in the dark, buddy. You got to be asleep. You have to be closed minded. Uh, you got to be a brick wall of ignorance where nothing penetrates. That's what they consider 
uh, that's their base. So being woke, that's why they can't stand it. It's, it requires a level of maturity they will never possess, however old they get. It's the truth. It's, uh, why wouldn't you just call? Oh, yeah, when I was um, a child, and at Thanksgiving time, I made headdresses and little pilgrim hats out of construction paper for my family. And I probably went, woo, 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 and, and said, Indians or whatever. Yeah, you grow up, though, and you learn. And you get educated. And I, I not, not that there's, there's nothing wrong. It wasn't, I'm not trying to say, like, oh, okay, um, I was a little racist. It's just that I wasn't, I was a child that didn't have all the information. And all I knew was, were the caricatures. So as you grow, it's an especially for a child, it's an opportunity to teach and learn and to learn respect and, and uh, is mutual. You get, so it's, that, that's what's offensive, which is what they don't seem to understand. It's reducing an entire population to, to just a just a cartoon that they could easily it's easily dismissed. But with them, of course, they're so uh, we all have to respect them. With for well, they they prefer, frankly. Here's the thing: they they actually do prefer to be um, cartooned or caricatured. Because they that makes them and they could be heroes like Twitler, you know. Make they turn that that I mean he's a buffoon. They'll turn him into a successful businessman. Look at that. He play. Look at him. He he's right there on TV playing a successful businessman. Look at that. Oh look, he loves America. See how he humps that flag. He hugs it and kisses the flag. Oh, that means he's so patriotic. Uh, ask him about the substance of patriotism, what that means, what it means to be a patriot, and how can you be a patriot when you're leaving millions behind? How about, how can you be a patriot when you leave 600,000 corpses in your wake? How can you be a patriot when you, when you know there's a deadly pandemic coming, and they, like you said to Bob Woodward, this is a real tricky one. This is a tricky one. You don't stand a chance if you get it, and you're a patriot, but you go out and you tell the dummies to, that, don't worry about it. See, the, the, the ones who aren't dumb in this country, we, we know that the orange vomit is a con man and not to listen to anything that comes out of his filthy ugh, hole. So, and then that's your, you're a patriot and you go out and you tell your, your dumb dumbs not to wear masks, not to do the simplest thing that might save somebody. if not yourself, 
That's too much. That's they can't pull a hair for patriot for their fellow Americans. What the fuck do they know about patriotism? Patriotism means oh look, I'm not I'm not wearing a mask, but I got this shirt on that has stars and friggin' eagles. Cause that's a baby. That's a baby's definition of patriotism, right? Actual patriotism is way over their heads. And thank you, M. David, so Robbie, for your super chat. And thanks for hanging out. Thanks. We got a good chat going on in the chat room at youtube.com slash C slash Tara Buster. Here comes Tara Jr. again. Okay, sit. You got to sit there, though, so I can get the keyboard. Let me see you. You're so good. All right. All right, just relax. I'm getting to it. The whole thing culminated in a hilarious incident where my colleagues tracked down the one teacher on staff who was 164th Native American. I'm I'm sure this is such bullshit. And asked her if it was cultural appropriation. In her esteemed authority, it most certainly was. Oh, she's 164th. What a what pricks these people are. You see how disgusting they are. They track down someone, which we know is, they're full of shit. He's full of shit. The school administrators pulled me aside and promptly nixed the project. See, if you had maybe done some of your own due diligence, you wouldn't act like the victim here. Oh, they're so victimized, aren't they? Aren't these fascists so victimized when asked to share a civilization with other people? They can't handle it. It doesn't, it's, we all have to bow before them, but they can't do, they can't do one. They they can't even, I don't know, just be, be an educator who actually educates and not miseducates, please. The suppression extends to American religious values as well. I would try to engage my students with folk stories from around the globe to teach them world history and other cultures. Yeah, I'm sure about that. Other cultures? What cultures? Story time went on without a hitch until I decided to tell them stories from the Bible. Other teachers began to complain I was preaching Christian values to the children and attempting to convert them. Well, I, of course, let's say, take it with a grain of salt. You were teaching the Bible? Were you t- it reminds me, I, I remember telling you guys when I was in grad school, I took a course on mythology. I took two courses, in fact, you know, the 101 and the 20, or whatever they called it. It wasn't 101 and 201, but it was, uh, you know, the two, two, whatever, you know what I'm saying, semesters. And uh, I never forget. So we went through the um, Hero with a Thousand Faces, Joseph Campbell, and the mythology throughout the world. It's, it's, it is fascinating, which goes to show you yet again that we are interconnected because different cultures all over the world have 
the same myths, even cultures that don't, um, that never connected in any way. So they'll have, there's um, uh, many similarities. Uh, of course, a flood story. Um, there's virgin birth. That's a biggie. Um, uh, what else? Uh, being tempted in the desert or going out to, to, uh, to on a journey to be and then being tempted uh, I mean, all of these um myths and that's what it is it's a myth so we went through the different myths from different civilizations from uh indian from uh you know the uh what do you call it you know the gods and goddesses and greek and roman mythology and then the teacher started talking about the, the, the myths in the Bible. And I never forget the, um, this, my fellow students were, who were, I guess, they believed that myth. They all got very bristled and upset. Some of, I remember one guy, not some of, I, I remember one guy in particular walked out because we were talking about comparing the myths in the Bible to the myths from all other cultures, cultures that were much older, and how the myths, how they were adopted and co-opted throughout history, how they would change, transform, how uh, the gods in one civilization would become the devils in another civilization. But... Most of all, the how myth would be um, would be co-opted, and in fact, that's what happened with the Bible. They took a lot of the same myths, and I mean, there's not a coincidence. This is this is human history. So there you go. I have, so the guy saying I was preaching Christian values and trying to convert them. You probably were. I I don't doubt it. You weren't teaching the Bible as a myth, were you? Because when that happens, we would be reading a much different story right now. So if someone went to school and taught the Bible as a myth, sit down, honey. Sit, sit. Stop it. Get a grip. Get a grip, buddy. He's being such a brat. All right. Keep in mind, this wasn't a problem when I was sharing stories from other ancient cultures. Th stories about ancient India and China were fine and encouraged as sharing unheard voices. Uh, obviously, he's, this is so, he's such a liar. Okay. Because you're not being victimized. If you're, if he was talking about Bible stories as the myth they are, but I doubt he's, you know what I'm saying. The young adults who today gleefully tear down statues of the founding fathers, who, what founding fathers? Um, I'm sorry, uh, General Lee isn't a founding effing father. Right? Who's that other one? The KKK guy. That KKK statue. What's the guy's name? You know what I'm saying. That horrible, ugly statue. Oh, of uh, Nathan Bedford Forrest. 
That's not a founding father at all. Not, not even close. The, those, does anybody tear down a statue of Thomas Jefferson? No. We're talking about having, finally having um, that, that conversation about history and who we choose to venerate. Who gets a statue? That says everything about who we are. The left argues that great men and women, oh, you got to be, you got to, and might throw, throw in Judeo-Christian, who built this nation are problematic and must be destroyed. Is No, we, we're not saying it's problematic. You know what's problematic is your baby view of the nation and the men and women who, who, cre- who founded it who overthrew the intergenerational aristocracy and monarchy. So that's, it's not problematic. They're not problematic. You're problematic by stopping the very much needed um, conversation that we must have in order to have the, 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 the country that works for all and that's worthy of us. And nobody says they must be destroyed. But there you go, conservatives. Once again, standing in the way of progress. Why don't we, this is what I always think about with Republicans. Let's just give it a shot then. They're always talking about how all of uh, whatever we, whatever normal people want to do, how it's, this will going to destroy us and it's going to, it does this and it's the worst and uh, changing America as we know it. And it's it's a disaster. Well, let's try it. Let's just see. Let's see what happens because everything, and you know this as a fact, everything that the Republicans warn about, whatever's going to happen, if this, if we get our way, meaning we have a country that works for all, that respects others, where children are brought up to understand the complex history of this country, not just the, the, the baby view. Like, oh, George Washington never told a lie. He also <laughs> hunted for a runaway slave for for years. He wouldn't let her off his case. Uh, he put ads in the newspaper. He was so offended that the, one of his favorite slaves had taken off. Why would she want to be? Why? Why? Why would she do that to him? How offensive. <sighs> Conservatives must demand an end to the indoctrination of our youth. It's backward land, too, because who's indoctrinating? When you're standing in the way of the needed conversations that we need to have, who, where's, who's, who's indoctrinating? What we're trying to do is unindoctrinate. And we're trying to have a country that respects everybody, all of us. And it starts with a conversation, a frank and honest and adult conversation for mature people, mature, mature human beings who are capable 
of taking that searching and fearless moral inventory. Oh, my God. Listen to this. Conservatives must demand an end to the indoctrination of our youth or face a new American public taught since childhood that the country shouldn't exist. Is that what is being taught? No. In fact, we are trying to save the country from them who are tearing it down, who are actively violent against the country, who stormed the Capitol, whose big lie is infesting the moron brain, the typical Republican moron brain, and threatening the, ve- the very democracy itself. So who's, who thinks the country shouldn't exist? It's those who are trying to, de- to, to destroy it. We're out there. See, that, this is the other thing about the filthy fascist pricks. They—what am I trying to say? They, um, they fear-monger all of uh, the chaos, right? If, we, if, if liberals, if Black Lives Matter gets its way, they will destroy the very country— they they think this country shouldn't exist and but look at the reality all right i know reality has a liberal bias but here's the reality what's going on the black lives matter we're out there knocking on doors we're registering people to vote we're not out there we're not storming the capitol that's them we're, we're like from the inception of this country. Another tragedy that, uh, that you, when you think about the history of this country, how we did never finished and barely started the work of reconstruction when these filthy traitors first rebelled, first murdered other, you, other Americans. That's how patriotic they are. But even back then, the, those with darker pigment... What did they do? They registered to vote. They they went and they ran for office. They worked within the boundaries of the democratic system that the founders laid out. But yet, here comes the right-wingers. Here comes the conservatives in their robes and their hoods working outside. Not working. I mean, they're committing terrorism against those who are working within the boundaries of the system trying to make the system live up to its ideals. So the Black Lives Matter movement, we're just the, uh, the heirs of those people that, that, that were murdered, that put themselves in danger for registering to vote. How many um, Americans in this country were hanged for registering to vote? for going to vote, for having the audacity to vote. They didn't work outside the system. They were trying to work within the system to make this country the more perfect union it claims to be. When, what were they met with? The extrajudicial executions, the roving execution squads that 
don't want that's they don't like democracy they never did we're just looking at it's just another day in the office for them they don't want people to vote and it's the same thing that's happening now what are we doing what are the normal people of this country doing registering to vote working within the system Stacey Abrams, oh, they're, they're making a boogeyman out of her in Georgia. Oh, Stacey Abrams, hey, well, you know, she's got darker pigment. But Stacey Abrams is doing her, her job, doing the, trying to make this country live up to its founding ideals. And what are they doing? What, what are the Republicans doing? Lying, coming up with fake bullshit audits for this I mean well, how many times I, well cause when they they couldn't get their their stolen election through the courts so they were, had to resort to violence this is how it actually somebody what was this let me see if I can find it cause I guess someone on the not you know in this chat room but Someone posted a, uh, a, uh, a something on another one of the shows. I guess they heard me say, um, we're on the right side of humanity. So this person wrote, is it being on the right side of humanity to be on the side of those who would steal an election? Putting, put everything aside. Put everything else aside. Is it okay to steal an election? This is what this person wrote to me. So, oh, obviously, they're one of the dum-dums. They're the dupes who, who think that uh, they believe the lies of the con man with the fake university, the fake multi-level marketing, fake vitamin scam. The fake billionaire who is the single biggest loser taxpayer who received more subsidies and tax giveaways than any single American taxpayer because he lost more money than every other American taxpayer. Yeah, that guy. The one who is so rich that he had to pay off a porn star in installments. You know, who's so rich that um, his his son, who works for the so-called billionaire, is doing um, cameos for five hundred dollars a pop. Happy sweet sixteen, Susie. That's what rich the sons and daughters of rich of billionaires do, right? They do cameos. Yeah, uh, being, and I wrote, no sad, tedious dupe. Being on the right side of history means protecting democracy from the dictator-envying traitors infesting the country with democracy-destroying lies. See, they're trying to steal the election. And they, they're trying to steal every, every election for, for, for ad infinitum. Going on forever and ever, amen. They're trying to put the last nail in the coffin of democracy. The one trying to steal the election and every every election in the future 
is uh, the Republicans. So I wrote, get your head out of Twitler's taint. Stop guzzling those non-FDA-approved Trump Network vitamins because being a fascist con man's dupe is a sad way to spend one's limited lifespan. And it never ages well. History will revile you tedious dupes like the good Germans who followed their their lying fascist con man into destruction. So to answer your question, stealing elections is not on the correct side of history. That's why we're saving it from the likes of the con man who seeks to destroy us and his easily led suckers. So I don't know if I can explain it any better than that, but there you go. There's another dumbass, another dupe who we share the same air with. But it's not their fault, you see. They are, um, they're, not that, they're not that smart. You, the, the, some people are suckers. Oh, you know what happened to me today? Actually, I was on uh, Facebook. I was just—I just had it open, and somebody that I hadn't heard from in forever, so I, that I used to work with like 20 years ago, just a Facebook friend now, really, and she contacted me on Facebook Messenger, and she wrote, "Hi, have you heard about this?" Uh, I'm just trying to find the message. Let me see. Let me see. Hmm. Where is it? I wonder if it got deleted. Oh, no. Here it is. They. So it's my friend's account was clearly hacked. So. So, hello, did you receive my last message I sent to you about CPPI? No, what's that? I wrote, actually, I saw your name on their website and wanted to know if you were aware of it. Sorry, I don't know what you mean. What is that? And then this long, the Commission Pandemic Protection Insurance Program. I received a check of $152,000 from them. It sounded like a scam. But I was told about them, and I had to contact a friend of mine at Homeland Security to verify it and the business Better Business Bureau, and he said it's real. The organization is grants helping workers, retired, divorced, widowed, disabled, semi-retired during this pandemic. You can visit their website. I don't know how they get to people's... This is what's so scary. They get to people's accounts, and now this person... Of course, I reported it, but obviously she's been hacked. And I said, I have no idea what that is. If my name is on it, it's not me. And then I went to this website, and my name is on it. So they they put my name there. Um, It looks like a scam. Don't ever give money to anyone on the promise to get more money. That's a scam. I thought it was a scam. When I told a few, uh, when a, a few months back, a, f- a close friend of mine from Alabama called me to inform me about it and told me how she received a check. That was the reason I contacted the CPPI after contacting them and giving them my, to giving me, giving them my details to verify me on their database. I was told I am the one on their database and they gave me a reference number 
and a bank. And before I could accept the check, the bank verified that it was real. Wait. Hold on. Bing, bang, bing, bing, dang, dong. I'm just lowering that. I want. I went to their website, and each claim amount comes with a different processing fee, which you have to pay up front before your check can be issued. And that's a scam. Okay. Anytime somebody says, "Give me money to release money," you're being scammed. So don't do it. All right. I freaked out about making the payment up front, but after researching more about them, I made it I made an up I made it the upfront processing fee and um, blah 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 and the bank confirmed it was real and then they said it's a real check and I've seen I've had a lot of people tell me that they received money from the CPPI. And I wrote back, it's a scam. I said, send me a picture of yourself holding three fingers in the air and I know it's you. And of course they didn't. So I said, yep, that's what I thought. You're a scamming monster. If you spent half the time not being scum as you spent being scum, the world would be a better place. And why am I bringing this up? It's because you know why They, they do it because it's, it works. All right. So if if you go to this, don't don't do it. I mean, I I reported this website. They have a Facebook page. It's clearly um, someone. It's probably from. Yeah, obviously, it's not from this country. They they do this a lot. The Commission Pandemic Protection Insurance Program. Who the hell? The Commission. It sounds so official. Um, but it's a lucrative business that's why they do it because there are suckers there are suckers in this country and they they know it the cppi is the um the commission pandemic protection insurance purpose obviously it's not they're not from this country is to benefit the community workers by distributing the profits made from state lotteries run by the united states of america Oh, you, and the United Kingdom, Australia, and Canada lotteries. I'm sure they're, they must be scamming um, from those countries. The board is empowered by the Department of Labor. <laughs> it's, they just, you know, it's a scam. They just pick up department. And then they always mention the Better Business Bureau, too, as if that's like a real government agency. Um a worldwide promotion for the disabled, unemployed, and employed, retired, young, and old people. A sophisticated automated database to, oh, well, it must be real, it's sophisticated, to randomly select names, consent upon this, the board, compensation, distribution committees, and ministers' discretionary funds, are serviced by the Department of Internal Affairs. Well, where's the Department of Labor? Other organizations also fund each year the protection... I'm just reading this verbatim. Protection Insurance Commission allocates the 42% of lottery profits it receives to three statutory bodies, Essential Human Services, 
charity organizations and health programs. People fall for this. The remaining profits are distributed by the Protection Insurance Commission through a range of grant opportunities and groups. Pandemics can be stressful. Yeah, no thanks to scammy scums like this scam scum and like the scam scum who receive fewer votes, who's still scam scumming us. In fact, yesterday, I don't know what was going on yesterday, man, but if I mean, my phone was dinging, dinging, dinging with this son of a bitch and all of his, I, you know, that's what's so uh, frustrating because he's on Telegram. Thank God he's off Twitter, Facebook. He needs to be off all social media for good forever and ever. And, um, but it was dinging off the hook. But the thing is that you can't respond to it. So you can't say F you stroke out, um, you traitor. You just have to read it. Why is Senator Jake Corman of Pennsylvania fighting so hard for there not to be a forensic audit of the 2020 presidential election scam? This is what he's writing. You see the see, it's not the it's not they're not scamming. It's the election is a scam. Corman is fighting, though he was a radical left Democrat. I I hate him. I hate him. Okay, that's all. I just want to say that is all. Let me see if they took my name off this list. No, see, look at this. They put all these people's names on here. But this is, it's a scam. Beneficiary list. Claim amount list. You pay $1,500 and you get a $1,300 check. Well, that's a good investment. Can't be a scam. If you pay $10,000, you can get $86,000. All you got to do is pay that small processing fee. And obviously, let's see if they, uh, if Facebook took them down. I mean, it's, it's, it's Facebook is part of the problem. Let's see. CPPI? CCP? Oh, whatever. Who cares? I'm just saying. I reported that. I also reported it to, um, there's the, what was it? FBI? um, Some cybercrime unit. I just sent it, sent it all in, but whatever. So people don't get scammed. See, I'm not a Republican. Even though I know a lot of dum-dums will fall for it, and some of them might be Republicans who deserve it, but nobody really deserves it. All right. Where are you? Where is everybody? Um, Hmm. What's going on? All right. Let's see. I'm looking at the chat. I see that... Roman is gone. Good, good, good. Very good. Good work. Yeah. See, like I was saying, the um, normal people, the Democrats, the Black Lives Matter movement, the the uh, Antifa, normal people. We're what are we doing? We're not. We're not storming the Capitol. We're not 
trying we're not calling for violence they are here's here why is this acceptable see we're we're not the ones calling for violence and here's exhibit z i'll show you lara trump tells people near the u.s mexican border to arm up and they're going to start have to start taking matters in their own hands now what does that sound like oh that's the second amendment remedies right we don't talk about that there the, the, because we know that there are no second amendment remedies the remedies built into our constitution is not the second amendment it's elections but these violent anti-american undemocratic scums scamming scums lack the fundamental maturity required to function in the kind of country that they can only pretend to love that's it but first joining me right now with reaction to my open and much more fox news contributor laura trump all right good evening laura you know what i find incredible is that uh you're sober the the argument that they're making that the border is closed that mayorkas is saying that the border is closed if they actually go to the border the press will follow them and they'll find out that the border's wide open do you think that wide open like my mouth when oh Without a doubt, it is Booze the reason, is being the poured reason down. that they won't go. They have just said, well, the border's closed, as though that is enough to satisfy Americans. Like, that is enough to... Well, they need VP Harris to go down there and point. That's what I can't stand with these. Another example of their babiness, because they're babies. They think that working... It means going down to the border and pointing off into the distance. Like, they need a picture. of uh, Maybe she should wear a vest like Ted Cruz. She could wear some kind of um, flak jacket. She could look really tough. And then she could look and point. Well, she ha- maybe put some uh, night vision goggles. Right. That's what it means. That's what that's that's government for Republicans. That's doing your job. That's your being. You're representing the people. You're standing on a boat. Pointing. Pointing into the distance and then you're tweeting it out. So then you could tell all of your morons. Look at me. I'm point. There's people. I'm pointing. I'm doing my job. Oh, I loved when the was it was it uh, DeSantis went to the border. He went to the Texas Texas border or whatever. What the fuck is he doing there? He doesn't live in a border state. But he, oh, he went to Arizona. He was pointing. He needed to point too. They need to point. They, they, that's what they they need uh, pictures of people pointing. That means they're doing something at the border. They need. Pictures of people humping a flag. That means they're patriots. You know what I mean? 
to satisfy the people that actually live on the southern border. What do you care, bitch? You're just stirring up more racist division. Embarrassing. You're embarrassing. This is a woman who thinks she can cackle her way out of a tough cackle her way because you're. You know, it's a, that's what you say when w women, they have those cackly voices, right? That men just don't like it. They like what Twitter likes, nice and demure. That's what, that is the Ivanka Trump voice, like the, um, the sexy, uh, um, I don't know, the school marm, sexy school marm voice. Very low, very whispery. Uh, very um, pleasing for your daddy who wants to F you, bang you like a broken screen door, daddy. Daddy? It is absolutely ridiculous. She's clearly, Judge, in over her head. She had one job oh, assigned to Oh, yes, that's the old, another trope. She's, that's what they played on Obama. He was either a, um, uh, a nefarious terrorist, you know, um, undercover Manchurian candidate palling around with terrorists. Look, keep the irony, uh, the level of irony with the terror. I mean, because there are terrorists, the domestic terrorists who are infesting this country, okay? Um, but he was either that or he was lazy. He didn't know what he was doing. He was bumbling. He was a. Uh, uh, it was, I, I distinctly remember Sarah Palin going on about Obama shucking and jiving. You know, not, no racism here. It's the do This is a dog whistle, right, in action. She's clearly over her head. That's what they do. It's Because she's a woman. That's the card they play. And it doesn't matter if a woman is saying, and in fact, it's all the, for the better. For them, they're your human shields. So she's over her head. It's too much. They w it doesn't have the same bang for its buck when they use that against a man. They would never. They would never. You can have. They would never do that because a man, that's your white male privilege, of course. They would only, they can only get away with that when it comes to women or or people of darker pigment. Then they're over their head. They don't know what they're doing or they're lazy or they're evil. When, who the fuck is evil here? Really? Lara Trump? She's way over her head. Where's um? Where is VP Harris? Where is she? And they 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 love to spread this. I saw a picture of uh, Lauren Boebert, the traitor, that traitor, the, you know, the terrorist insurrectionist who tweeted out the location of the Speaker of the House during an insurrection. The, the she was carrying a cardboard cutout of Vice President Harris because. That's that's all they got. You see, they don't seem to understand that you don't have to go to the place and point. That doesn't really, that's not working, but they don't know the difference because branding and bullshit and little stunts and little um, linguistic 
stunts. That's all they have. She doesn't know what she's doing. She's way over her head. Saying the border is closed, isn't it? That's what Twitler said. Remember? We're full. Oh, no, but he would never be over his head. Oh, he was really, he was making America great. Sucking on the government teeth like a parasite. Well, that's what's a, what, what a parasite do. They, not only do they suck the blood out of you, then they, inf- your, your body is infected with their disease. And that's what we're dealing with. To address the crisis at the southern border, not only has she not addressed it, it has gotten significantly worse. Crossings at our southern border are up 674% this year. This is a woman that needs to get down to the southern border and address this problem. Otherwise, it is going to be a complete disaster for the future of America. (laughs) What else is new? What else is new for them? What, what isn't a complete disaster for America? Well, I keep waiting for the complete disaster when that, to come to, to fruition. They always talk about so there's going to be a complete disaster. Remember how, what a disaster Obamacare was going to be. Well, it's a disaster on some level that it's the for-profit health care system. But where's the death panels? I don't see them. If we have the death panels. We had them already. All of the, and what about the disaster? I thought uh, it was, we were going to wake up one day and we wouldn't be free anymore because Medicaid, cause, or Medicare, that's what um, Reagan, we would wake up in a country and we wouldn't be free. We, could, we would tell our children about times when men, of course men, were free. I don't understand is she had to know that she was going to be asked once she made this first oh my big God. trip. Shut up. I can't. The, the fact is, I just wanted to get to the point where she. Before Marianne Williamson even did. Oh, shut up. That was the shut most. Shut up. Shut up. I just wanted to get to the part where she called for violence. That's who they are. They're all calling for violence. They're calling for violence. They're lying. They're rewriting history. Oh, here's you know you know who else is on cameo? Let's see. They all are, all the grifters. Hi Mercy. It's Judge Janine. I understand from Miriam that you have a birthday coming up on June sixteenth. So from me to you, happy birthday. Uh, I understand that I you're mean, turning 76 and you are a Gemini. Well, first of all, so am I. I had a birthday uh, not that long ago uh, in June, and uh, I don't want to talk about it. But uh, let's talk about your birthday. Uh, and uh, I, I, I understand that uh, you are uh. deplorable like me. Uh, oh, badge of honor also. you're a you racist, homophobic, Islamophobic, uh, xenophobic. That must have been an incredible, incredible journey in terms of what was going on in Cuba, and you got out just in time. And oh now that God. you're living in Florida, you're worried that history is repeating itself. Well, it's oh not just yeah, mercy, that's it's it. So many other people, people from Eastern Europe, people oh, from shut the up. USSR, shut the fuck who up. are here, who say that you know, socialism. 
get yeah that's it it's so much socialism here i wish socialism is getting out of control we might wake up in a country one day where people can go to the doctor when sick can you imagine that and and not worry about crushing medical bills where people can get a catastrophic diagnosis and don't have to t- couple their their incredible stress with the stress of medical bankruptcy fucking i hate them i really do i hate them I hate them. You know that? Did anybody ever tell you that? I mean, that I hate them? Thank you, JD, for your super chat in pounds. You must... What's it like living in a tyranny of universal health care? Oh, how do you stand it? Did you wake up one day in a country and say, once people were free, free to die without health care, and now look at us. God, I hate them all. Anyway, there's, where the hell am I? Oh, yeah, here's another thing. There's so many things. It never ends. It never stops. Um, here's... Well, I I just want to talk about Caitlyn Jenner for a second because it's another example of this is what Republicans do. They claim the victim role. You see, that's what being a Republican is. So Caitlyn Jenner hits back at hypocrite Jimmy Kimmel for calling her Donald Trump in a wig. She says that's transphobic. She'll pick up the trans... Um, the oppressed trans person's mantle anytime it suits her, even though she's in a party that is is the, the one of the only policy positions it has is to kick down on trans people and to stir up hatred and and stick their big fat big government Republican noses into people's private businesses. And their 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 lives as they're just trying to live. They want to stick their filthy Republican noses into into a family that's trying to save their child's life. So trying to raise a child that that has the self assuredness, the self esteem, despite all of the filthy Republicans running around that make it so much harder to live. You know, as a rugged individual, who's more rugged? Who is a rugged individual more than someone who's trans? Despite all of the filthy fascist pricks for years and generations that they have the that they they say no I, you know what i want to live an authentic life in spite of the the uh republican party and all of the obstacles they're putting up and all of the ignorance they're stirring up the hatred the vilification no sorry they're still gonna stand up 
in spite. And that is courage. That's what courage is. Well, that's why Republicans are, it's anathema to them. So Jimmy Kimmel referred to Caitlyn Jenner as Donald Trump in a wig. Uh, that's not the first time. It's not the, see, the thing is, that's not the first time a, um, that's been used, not against Caitlyn Jenner, but against other Republican women. It's just a saying. So, of course, Caitlyn Jenner would misconstrue deliberately. You know that Jimmy Kimmel wasn't mocking her for being trans. He's mocking her for being a hypocritical Republican ghoul. Let's see, Trump in a wig. Who else? See, Taylor Swift called Senator... Um, Marsha Blackburn Trump in a wig. It's not the only example. I mean, it's just a, just a saying. When you're a woman and you're a Trump and Z, you're Trump in a wig. She called out the comment, though, saying that Kimmel must believe that trans women are simply men in wigs? No. I, is that what Taylor Swift said about uh, Marsha Blackburn? Was that the, what she was saying? Taylor Swift slammed Republican Senator Marsha Blackburn for her conservative stances and said she was Trump in a wig in her new Netflix documentary called Mrs. or Miss Americana. In the documentary, Swift goes after Blackburn's record as she gets emotional discussing with her parents and team about wanting to voice her opinion in the midterm elections. Blah, blah, blah. She calls her Trump in a wig. Jenner then shared posts criticizing the talk show host for problematic behavior in the past. California Republican gubernatorial candidate Caitlyn Jenner has hit back, blah, 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 during the segment. On ABC's late night talk show, Kimmel mocked Jenner for her Thursday appearance on The View. Are we sure she isn't Donald Trump in a Caitlyn Jenner way, Kimmel said, while photos of former President Donald Trump and Jenner appeared on the screen. He also called the reality star now political hopeful, Caitlyn Jenner car crashian, a reference to the fatal 2015 collision Jenner was involved in, or I guess you can also say that um, a, a reference to the fact that she's a car crash. She's a wreck. Jenna responded to the comments by sharing a screenshot on Twitter of an article that branded Kimmel as transphobic. But that's what they do. You see, they will, and it's part of fascism too, to claim to erroneously claim the mantle of the oppressed while they're the oppressor. Who is more oppressive? Who's more of an ally? Caitlyn Jenner or Jimmy Kimmel? Not that I mean, I'm not a, I'm not a Jimmy Kimmel aficionado, but really, if Jimmy Kimmel said something transphobic, uh, it was by accident, I'm sure. Unlike Republicans who actively, deliberately sow ignorance and kick down on trans people, knowing that there's a lot of 
morons in the country who are confused and stupid and easily led by their hate and their ignorance. So instead of being the leaders they pretend to be, that they're supposed to be, because that's what leaders are, right? Leaders are those who, uh, well, they are the, you know, they lead the, but they, when they, they don't commit malpractice on the people that they're supposed to be leading. And that's what the Republicans do. And it's, it is akin to malpractice because when you're, when you understand that there are a lot of dummies in the country and there's a lot of dummies in your party, you have an obligation, don't you? Not to make them more dumb and make them stupid and set them off uh, in all kinds of cr crazy directions, uh, wind them up and set them off into the society where they could kill people and act like morons and scream at people and tell people, take off your mask and, and uh, stand in the bathroom like the pee-pee police, you, you have an obligation to educate them, don't you? But of course, I mean, hello, we know what we're talking about. Well, they're not. They would never. That's who, who's more uh, guilty of considering trans women quote-unquote, men in dresses. That's who, uh, in fact, they don't even, the Republicans you even use that terminology. So don't give me this shit, Caitlyn Jenner, that you've, you're so oppressed, you're so offended. Because if you were, what the F are you doing in the Republican Party? You're broken, that's what it is. You're broken, there's something not right. Just like every, we all have them. Every group has their traitors within them. Every, well, of course, we got the, uh, I think it was Robin Kincaid who said, it. yes, uh, Caitlyn Jenner is like the trans Phyllis Schlafly. Uh, exactly. We all got them. In every group, there's a, tra a bunch of traitors, like uh, Dr. Ben Carson or whatever. We got the the traitors, the anti, um, the 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 people who are anti the very group that they are members of. They sidle up to power, hoping to get that little pat on the head. And in the meantime, at any opportunity, it's like well, it's like Uncle Tim Scott. He's out there saying. <sighs> Right after his speech, his abhorrent, ridiculous speech, let me be clear, America is not a racist nation. And then he gets all triggered and, and upset that he's being called Uncle Tim on Twitter. And then Twitter shuts down the hashtag. Well, what the hell else is he? Uncle Tim. Oh, it's very unfortunate they called me Uncle Tim because that's what you are. You don't get to claim the, uh, the oppressed whenever it's convenient. While, meanwhile, doing all you can to be, uh, to be pr um, protected, to be shielded from the very policies, the oppressive policies that you promote against others. I, I can't stand her. 
this Caitlyn Jenner. I cannot stand her. She's everything that sucks about the Republican Party. Get the F out of here with your, your, uh, you're so oppressed because everything that she is, all if all of the, 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 the acceptance that she has found, that's not because of the Republicans. That's in spite of them. That's because of the work that we have done and the courageous uh, work that trans people who came before her have done in spite of the Republicans who do everything in their power to vilify, to, 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 uh, to use trans people as their new scapegoat. Someone, because uh, they're not getting the same, the same results from anti, being anti-gay. Now all of a sudden, oh, gay. Well, of course they don't. They're not uh, waving gay flags or anything. That's for sure. But it just doesn't have the same resonance. Because gay marriage, it's uh, when people of the same peepees were able to form a legal marriage contract. You know, freedom. Um. Nothing happened. What happened? Nothing. People were able to form a legal marriage contract, choose their life. They want to form a legal marriage contract with somebody of the same peepee. Nothing happened. No marriage, no, no opposite peepee contracted marriages were destroyed. Yet again, that's the Republic. I, oh, I thought everything was going to, Western civilization was coming to an end. It didn't. That's why I'm so, another reason why on the show, we, this is another thing we have to get out there into the world, like enough with these filthy Republicans, enough entertaining their manias. Cause when will it end? When will we finally just say, shut the F up, please. And maybe not even say please. Why? We have to now entertain. Like, for whatever happens, forever and ever, whenever we try to take a leap forward, we'll have these right-wingers jumping up saying, it's a disaster, it's the end of the world. This is going to happen, that's going to happen, everybody's going to be, it's all going to be death panels and uh, people with different peepees in the wrong bathrooms. But it never happened. Nothing nothing happens. We keep on moving on. Keep on keeping on. But yet, here we go again. So every time. When does it end? When do we just say, shut the F up with your fear-mongering? Instead of entertaining it. Just give, give us one example. That's what somebody should say on the corporate media when they encounter these morons. And they say, oh, it's gonna, we will be destroyed. Show me when, when have, has anything, any of your fear mongering come to fruition? In fact, I would argue that it's quite the opposite. It never comes to fruition. But when, uh, conversely, when does, when do you, uh, for example, um, the, the things that you fear monger about? That, that actually do move society. Never, it doesn't, it turns out to be a lie. Like weapons of mass destruction. Lies. 
the election was stolen. More lies. Everything that Republicans touch, they destroy. And I'm sick of it. I'm sick of having to live in the aftermath of their destructions, their destructive policies. Just like we're living in the aftermath right now. All of the shit that we're dealing with, with their um, stealing the election, this wouldn't be happening, you understand, if that prick, that fascist prick, John Roberts, didn't gut the Voting Rights Act. That's what they do. It's like they take a dump in the middle of the room and say, here, you clean it up. And then we're cleaning it up for decades. So we're enduring this unnecessarily because of them. Again, everything they touch, they turn to crap. They do. We wouldn't have to deal with this. The country wouldn't have to be um, under this audit. Under all these audits, after... The, the courts, they exhausted the courts. They had no, no evidence. So they're going to make it up. And we will be living with the aftermath of this forever. And it just might end democracy as we know it. And not for good, not in a good way. That's for sure. They, the point is to end democracy. But that's because of John Roberts. And let's give credit where credit is due. Another thing about the Republicans, and well, another thing about this country, and we talk about it here too, is that we have no institutional memory. So let's give credit where credit's due. The reason, well, just like we, when we bring up Bill Clinton and the Telecommunications Act, that's what gave us Fox News, which used to drive me insane when Hillary Clinton would lament when she was on the campaign trail. Well, I have this whole propaganda network out to get me. And Well, Obama said that, too. Well, thank you, Bill Clinton, you know. But we don't have any memory of that, right? We don't put connect the dots. But the same thing with this. How come nobody is bringing it up? That we wouldn't even be dealing with this. We wouldn't, we would already have an, a remedy. It's because the Republicans, they, they destroy everything. Everything that's working, they have to destroy. Because they don't like democracy. The Voting Rights Act, that was getting too close to a more perfect union. That's, that can't be abided by them. That's it. No, that has to be destroyed. So here we are, and into the chaos that they created. Unnecessarily, because the Voting Rights Act was a bipartisan thing. 100% of the Senate voted for it under George W. Bush. So... And it was a given, but there go the Republicans and just wait until we see what this illegitimate Supreme Court has in store for the, for us. And it's not good because they don't have a mandate. Republicans never do. They're the, a minority. They're a tyrannical minority that receives fewer votes, that represents fewer people. And 
they don't ever apologize for it and, or seek bipartisan agreement when they're shoving their anti-democratic, un-American po- excuses for policies down our throats. Everything, they're so full of shit. Like, for example, Mitch McConnell, yeah, well, we'll, we'll start wrapping up the show, but Mitch McConnell, without a hint of shame, of course, was asked about um, the Supreme Court. What would he do? Would he bring a, uh, a Biden nominee to the floor? But uh, of Mitch McConnell, he, he, he's making it up as he goes along. Like, um, like um, Christopher Browning says, he's the grave digger. Mitch McConnell is the grave digger of American democracy because... He is. He's he broke the uh the whatever chance at bipartisanship. Not that I give a shit about bipartisanship, but he said that if Joe Biden wants to fill a Supreme Court vacancy, he better hope that it ends up uh that it's between now and the end of 2022 because he's um hoping to get the majority back. Um, thanks to all of the voter suppression and gerrymandering and fake, phony, dirty tricks. But he so Mitch McConnell says, I think in the middle of a presidential election, if you have a Senate of the opposite party, you see, now they've, that's the rule now. It's the Senate of the opposite party. It's not that, 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 that is a bullshit. Another line. That the Republicans not just cross, they annihilate. And they're never going back. This, this, this is it. That's how they, the Republic dies. It takes an agreement. Nobody, nobody, nobody said um, you, uh, you only confirm a Supreme Court nominee if you have the majority. Or if this, if it's in this, of uh, the the president and the senate are of the same party, that is n- that is bullshit. That is nothing. That's n- that is not how the freaking country was founded and created. Nobody, nobody said that this is a rule, except for Mitch McConnell, the the worst human being. One of them. They're all worse. They're all the worst. Please. The banality of evil. In the middle of a... If you have a Senate of the opposite party, this is the same gravedigger of American democracy who shoved that Amy Coney Barrett bitch onto the Supreme Court in a fucking week. And we we just got to take this shit? That's why I say... I know it's, it's past... It's almost 11, so that's why I'm cursing. But... That's why I have to I say we the Supreme Court is illegitimate. It's all illegitimate, all of them. John Roberts is illegitimate. He was appointed, nominated and appointed f- nominated by a president who was installed by the Supreme Court who received fewer votes. Uh, how much longer? Really? I have to ask. How much longer are we going to take it? 
I think in the middle of a presidential election, if you have a Senate on the opposite of the opposite party, you fucking ghoul. You have to go back to the 1880s to find the last time a vacancy was filled. Well, that's thanks to you. And this country is not that old. The 1880s, that's a fucking blink of an eye. How dare you? Oh, my God. Where is the Grim Reaper when you need it? I mean, the real Grim Reaper, not the Grim Reaper of American democracy. So I think it's highly unlikely. In fact, no, I don't think either party, if controlled, oh, we have to say both sides, if it were different from the president, would confirm a Supreme Court nominee in the middle of an election, except you did. Oh, but it was because it was the same party. The, the, in, the insane party, the fascist party, the fascist con man, prick, anti-American, anti-democratic party. Oh, yeah, that's right. That has no standards, has no boundaries, knows no bottom. <sighs> Asked about whether he would allow the confirmation of a justice in 2023... McConnell was circumspect. Well, we'll have to wait and see. Well, hopefully, I don't know, maybe Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg will come and get you. Oh, my God. Yeah, that's right. Terry Taylor on the chat. Yes, Tara, we are in a world of hurt. We need to expand the court or we won't get out of this. That's right. I know how we can fix this country. We talk about it on the show. We need money out of politics. We need to have uh, universal health care to help heal our racist-ass divisions, to put e pluribus unum in action, universal higher education. We need, I mean, getting money out of politics, we, we, if we didn't have such a corrupt system where legal bribery is built right into it we would already have a uh, universal health care and universal higher education we might actually have a country where the the representatives are in it for uh, for altruism or to or for service jesus christ Mm, mm, mm. It's unreal. There's so many things. So many things. All right, guys, guys, guys. Guys, guys, guys. I guess we, we'll see what happens tomorrow. Maybe we'll do a show. Because I want to do as many shows as possible. We need to. Because we are, uh, we are in a world of hurt. So become a patron at patreon.com slash Tara Devlin to keep the show going and growing. We have, I mean, there's so much more to talk about, but let's see what happens tomorrow. If somebody becomes a patron, we'll do a show. Become a patron at patreon.com slash Tara Devlin. I guess I should go and get unconscious now because I'm 
And when I'm unconscious, there are no Republicans there. I'm streaming, I'm flying, I'm I'm floating. Sometimes I'm falling, I'm naked, I'm falling, and my teeth are flying out of my skull, but whew, that's when I wake up. Those are my dreams. Oh my God, Driss. That is a surprise. Driss, another great show. Thanks and keep it up. Thank you for your super chat. Right under the wire. And keep coming back. It works if it if you work it, so work it, you're worth it, and live it. <laughs> all right, my friends, thank you all. I really appreciate all your support, and we'll, we're, we are in this together, so I don't know what I'd do without you. It would be very depressing. More, more depressing than it is. <laughs> All right, my friends, listen up. Become a patron at patreon.com slash Tara Devlin. Share the show with your friends. Give the show a good review on iTunes. And remember, we are the real patriots. Oh, my God. Thank you, Terry. Yes, dear Tara, do a show tomorrow. All right. All right, Terry. You're on, kid. There's never a loss for shit to talk about, right? And that's how we will win. The more shows, the more, the better chance we have to reach more people who might, might be reachable. Not like that Roman guy. He's, woo! And Rand. Gross. Scummy. Disgusting. And also wrong. All right. Listen up. My wrist bangle. What does that mean? Would like to see your wrist bangle sometime. This thing? That's because people give me things. Like my sister gave me one, my aunt. And then this I have. And it has an earth. It's one of those... uh I don't know what they are. You know, where people... They were very popular at one time. People would put charms. So I have an earth. I have a birth... Somebody gave me this birth stone thing. My aunt gave me... Not somebody. And I have cats. Oh, you can't even see it. Cats. And a bird to represent all the birds. Well, Tara the bird. Because I rescued a bird once. Well, three times. Different birds. <laughs> At the Wild Bird Fund in New York City. I rescued, see there, I rescued some pigeons. Once I rescued this one pigeon. And I didn't, re and that's when I found out about the Wild Bird Fund in New York City. Which is an amazing place. And I wish I, let's see, if I was independently wealthy, that's what I would do. Open up all kinds of rescues, animal rescues. Because animal rights, it's all about, it really is. We are them, they are us. The way we treat animals is 
the way we treat ourselves. So the Wild Bird Fund is an amazing place where they, and that's one of the things I love about New York. It's a public-private partnership thing where it runs on donation, but also tax dollars, but it's really the only bird and small animal, uh, wild animal rehab in the city. So if you find a wounded or hurt or sick bird, pigeon or um, other kinds of birds, any bird, or chipmunks, uh, squirrels, you bring it to the Wild Bird Fund and they will help try to help it as much as they can if possible or uh, um and they will return it to the wild it's great it's a great place it's amazing it's an amazing place so i became like you know i donate to it and all and one time well i rescued a couple of what well, the first bird and they named the birds after you so when you bring it in so I, uh, they, there were a few Tara the birds. So we had Tara the bird, the, f the first bird. Every, you know, I like having animals named after me. I don't have any children, so why not? And then the second bird died. He didn't make it. And I got so sad. I remember, and then I called up because you could find out what happened. I called up and I asked what happened to this, to the bird that I helped and she said that um, he didn't make it and I just burst out crying <laughs> on the phone and I'm gonna cry now but she but you know what she said it was good that you brought him in or her because at least he got to pass away in uh, surrounded by love isn't that nice all right so that's all we can all hope for. Look at me. I'm getting, I'm crying. Thinking of Tara the Birds, it's true though. Anyway, all right. Guys, guys, guys. Why am I crying? Because I love, I don't know. It makes me sad. Bittersweet. But it's true. At least it was give, shown that the best part of human compassion, right? Oh my God. Calm down, Devlin. <laughs> All right, listen up. I better go get unconscious. My name is Tara Devlin. Holy moly. Stop talking about animals. Um, we will win. You know it. Because we're on the right side of history. We're on the right side of decency, dignity, and democracy. We stick together. We win. My name is Tara Devlin. And I will see you. I'll see you tomorrow night. What the hell?